Welcome to the Tuesday Night IBS Podcast, hosted by Johanna Ruddy. The podcast connects patients and providers with information and education about the diagnosis and treatment of IBS and related diagnosis. Each month, we feature a new episode with guest experts in the field of motility and neurogastroenterology who share the latest science and data for diagnosing and treating these conditions, as well as conversations about their impact on a patient's quality of life. Just a reminder, the information provided in this podcast is for informational and educational use only and should never be substituted for medical advice. Always work with your doctor to diagnose and treat your IBS symptoms effectively. For this special episode from our World IBS Day webinar, we featured the presentation from Dr. Megan Reel from Michigan Medicine. Dr. Reel discusses the brain-gut behavioral therapies that work best for patients with IBS and IBS mimickers, how to access them through digital therapeutics, and also the benefits of mindfulness, relaxation, diaphragmatic breathing, and choosing to have joy in the midst of chronic illness. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Dr. Brenner, um, and certainly thank you to Johanna and Jeffrey for inviting me to talk today. Um, so I'm going to start with a myth that if you have IBS or um, if you have treated IBS, hopefully you've not personified this or, or um, utilized this term, but IBS, um, we know that it's not all in your head, but certainly some patients have been made to feel that way. So today I'm going to talk briefly about, um, you know, kind of highlighting the complexity of an IBS diagnosis. Um, I'm going to highlight the wonders of a team approach, and then I'm going to encourage everyone to just do a temperature check to see how are you doing in the management of your IBS. So here's that myth. Um, if, if you've, if you've had IBS for a long time, maybe you've heard of this. Um, it's, it's just IBS. Um, as Dr. Brenner went through, you know, there's worse things you can have. There's more diagnoses. Um, it's just IBS. And, um, as my esteemed colleagues, uh, and researchers, and certainly patients that live with IBS, we know it's not just IBS. Um, it's IBS period. And it's a disorder of gut-brain interaction. And what that means is that um, your head is involved. So it's not in your head. You're not just making it up. But certainly our brain is a big contributor to how we experience our symptoms. And that communication pathway between the gut and the brain is bidirectional. It's then also impacted by a host of factors that include your immune system, toxins in the environment, having uh, abnormalities in your microbiota, our genetics, our diet, infection, and then certainly stress. So when we think about how to manage IBS, it's oftentimes, you know, something that takes a, um, a lot of thought into what you need what you want to approach when it comes to the treatment and management of IBS. And what's most important is to know that there is um, opportunity to have import or improvements in your symptoms, but there's no instant cure. 
And this is interesting. This this comes from a study looking at um, a, a large group of patients that were surveyed, and the majority of those patients that were living with IBS would give up 10 to 15 years of their life for an instant cure to IBS. 10 to 15 years of life living with IBS. And so, you know, this IBS cure that, that's here on the screen, um, it's Googled. So um, to Dr. Brenner's point, I, I went to Dr. Google and I Googled IBS cure and look, you know, here's the um, an opportunity for you and it's sugar-free. So there we go. You know, there's that benefit too. Um, there are no instant cures for IBS. Another study looked at, again, um, a, a survey study of patients living with IBS, and a large percentage would take a hypothetical medication that would cure IBS if it also held a risk of death at 1%. So you would risk 1% death um, for that hypothetical medication that would provide a cure. So what does all of this mean? It means that people that have IBS suffer and that suffering is real. And if it's not taken seriously in a medical situation and medical setting, it can feel really invalidating and people end up suffering for far longer than they need to. So you can take the medication route with Dr. Brenner. You can take the dietary route with um, Kate. Also, we can think about the impact of our behaviors and work with somebody that has expertise in working with patients with GI conditions utilizing brain-gut behavioral therapies, which is something that I specialize in. But how do we get to this road of diagnosis and how we receive a diagnosis is really important. So when you're talking with your doctor, if you're a patient or if you're the provider, you want to talk about some of the symptom triggers that may affect your life, such as diet, stress, your mood. So really identifying some of those triggers and talking with your provider about that. You also want to consider the impact of your symptoms on daily life. So I have some patients that are, I call them chronic under-reporters. So, you know, they, they say, well, you know, I go to the bathroom five times a day, but that's just the way it is. And, um, and then we also have the potential role of psychological comorbidities. So patients that have um, IBS have higher rates of anxiety and depression, and we have to consider that. We also have to assess for physical comorbidities. So uro urological comorbidities, gynecological comorbidities, these are things that you want to talk about with your provider. Then when we're thinking about treatment planning, we want to explore the values and the preferences of that individual patient. So as I was saying, they may want to prioritize a dietary treatment. They might want to prioritize gut-directed hypnosis, which is evidence-based. You really want to have conversations about what that patient has tried and what they're interested in. So the reality is you have IBS. And the effective management of IBS often includes clear communication by your provider. So you want to provide a very confident diagnosis with a clear explanation for what may be contributing to the symptoms. This is so important for our patients because without a confident diagnosis, you continue to seek answers, which may end up meaning that you're having more tests or 
you're trying things that maybe um, are not going to be as effective for you given your symptom profile. You also want to review specific management strategies that are going to target the factors that impact your symptoms. So if you have high levels of anxiety and depression, you may want to work with a general mental health provider. If you recognize that some of the behaviors that you're engaging in from your lifestyle impact your uh, IBS symptoms, then you may want to work with a, a clinical psychologist like myself who specializes in IBS. And maybe you also want to target um, your symptoms from a medication perspective. Whatever that treatment pathway you choose should be either offered in written materials or providing patients with patient-focused resources to help gain better understanding for the treatment and the diagnosis that you have. So walking away from your provider's office, having a good understanding that you have IBS and we have treatment recommendations available for you that are going to help. So welcome to the team. This is so important. And as you as the patient, if you're the patient, um, are right at the center of this hub. And there are lots of options that might be a part of your team that we want to consider. And that can include, as we've said, uh, a dietitian, a psychologist, your gastroenterologist, but maybe also there's pelvic floor physical therapy um, or looking at different lifestyle uh, choices. So who do you need on your team? Um, since we're talking a little bit about kind of the dietary options or the psychology options, um, how do you decide where to go? Because you don't need to go with both. That's very important. Um, a GI psychologist is going to offer evidence-based brain-gut psychological therapies that can include GI, psych uh, GI cognitive behavioral therapy or gut-directed hypnosis are our most common. Uh, the treatments that I offer patients are going to address that brain-gut dysregulation and factors associated with stress. We're going to offer strategies for lifestyle and behavioral modifications that can help to improve your lifestyle and how you're managing life with IBS. And then we're also going to assess for those psychological comorbidities and assist with referral recommendations when necessary. Kate has covered what a GI dietitian will offer, um, so I'm not going to dive into that. But as I said, the important thing is that you really want to identify what's going to be best for you. So as I've said, as when working with a GI psychologist, we really dive into assessing mood, anxiety, and stress. I'm going to help with different relaxation interventions that can help to decrease the way the brain and the gut are functioning and communicating. We're going to talk about stress management because, as we know, Stress is something that we all have to deal with, but um, too much stress is, is going to impact the gut. Uh, Brain-gut behavioral therapies are also behavioral therapies offered by GI psychologists that target that brain-gut dysregulation that can happen with IBS. And we're going to consider lifestyle strategies such as exercise, uh, consuming enough liquid, finding joy, all of these aspects of, of life that are important for managing your emotional as well as your physical health. So here's our temperature check. How are you doing? Uh, when you think about the management of your IBS, are there aspects of things that we've talked about today that maybe you hadn't considered or are really interested in, in pursuing? Uh, do you have balance? Um, so as Kate talked about, 
we never want people restricting their lives too much. Um, if you're down to just a handful of foods that you're eating, we want to help you expand that and find balance in your nutrition. If you are not leaving your house because you're afraid of having symptoms, that's not balance. We want to help you gain aspects of your uh, confidence so that you're not engaging in too many avoidant behaviors. So knowing that your emotional health is just as important as your physical health will help you guide where you go next in a treatment plan. To help you do that, um, here are some resources that you might consider to locate a GI psychologist. You can visit roamgipsych.org, or maybe you need um, more of a gentleman, general mental health provider through psychologytoday.com. There are some excellent digital therapeutics available um, that you can check out offering GI psychology um, resources. And then um, there are education and self-management interventions through GIondemand.com, as well as a shameless plug for Kate and I. Um, we have a book coming out in the fall called Mind Your Gut, The Science-Backed Whole Body Guide to Living Well with IBS. Um, so we hope you'll check that out. Stay subscribed for more bonus content and an all-new episode of the Tuesday Night IBS Podcast each month. Be sure to follow the conversation on our Twitter page at hashtag Tuesday Night IBS. We host live Twitter chats on the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with our monthly guests and encourage you to join in on the conversation. Find our latest webinars on our website at TuesdayNightIBS.com. In addition, check out both of our pages on Facebook and YouTube at Tuesday Night IBS and find video presentations provided monthly by our guest experts to further guide our learning and conversations about these important topics. See you next month.